Hello there, dear ones. Leah Fiore here again with Take Me to Eternity. Truthfully, I had a whole other podcast recorded and edited and ready to go, but I felt this was a message that I needed to start with before I dive into the harder stuff. I'm titling this podcast, I Believe. If you listen to anything else, please listen to this. Think about what I'm saying and know this is where I'm coming from when I talk. If you know me, if we interact, whatever it may be, just hear what I'm saying so that we're on the same page. I believe that people have a tendency to compromise truth because we think it's harsh or don't agree with it. I believe that you cannot compromise when it comes to God's word and that though no one's perfect or able to do every single thing without fail to please him, that we are out of our love for him supposed to care and fear him enough to know that what he says is right and we're wrong if it differs and at least make an effort to do as he says and know what it is that he says. I believe that God is three in one, the triune Godhead, the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I believe they are three very distinct separate persons, but one eternal God. I don't think we'll understand this until we're in heaven and we can understand it better because we're human and we're looking at things through, you know, human brains. We can see a beautiful glimpse of this in several places of the Bible, one being when Jesus is baptized. Matthew three sixteen to 17 says, After being baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. And behold, the heavens were open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove and lighting on him. And behold, a voice out of the heavens said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. I believe that we are wretched sinners, born with a sin nature and disposed to do wrong. We aren't basically good or born good. I believe that we are made in the image of God and in no way equal to him. If Jesus didn't see fit to claim equality with God, then I have no right to even sound like I am. I believe that God sent his son to live the perfect life on this earth as fully human and fully God. I believe that Jesus never gave up his divinity, that he lived perfectly and sinlessly and died on the cross, taking on the sin of the whole world to be a curse for us, so that he can atone for our sins, that he was put fully dead into a tomb and then resurrected three days later. He walked and talked with many people after that and ascended to to heaven to sit at the right hand of God. In doing that, he became our high priest. And through him and him alone, we can talk to God and commune and have a right relationship. It is only Jesus' righteousness that justifies us and not our own. We can do nothing to save ourselves. It's only through his redemptive work on the cross that we have any hope at all. I believe that when you believe Jesus is who he says he is in the scripture of the Holy Bible, and that he died for your sins, and you accept him as the payment for your sins and put him on the throne of your very being, that your sins are covered, washed clean, and paid for. Not that he is not the Lord of all, even if you don't believe in him. I believe that the Holy Spirit indwells every believer, and that we are sanctified and made holy by his work. Through the word, we're sanctified and shaped, And through interactions with people around us, he shapes us and forms us into who he wants us to be. 
I believe that Jesus Christ will return, the dead will be raised, and the final judgment will take place. Those who love him will dwell with God for eternity, and those who choose to reject him will be thrown into the lake of fire. This is a really serious thing. And from my perspective, I just love people and I care about the their eternal salvation. I know it's not up to me to save anybody, but it is up to me to speak truth. I believe that heaven and hell are literal places and that people will be there eternally. I believe that when Christ comes back, there will be no option to change our mind. I believe that God does not talk audibly in most cases, that he can if he wants to, but that he works and shapes our lives and we have the ability to choose what that looks like, at least to a degree. I believe that he speaks to us through his word. And if you want to hear the voice of God, read your Bible. If you want to know what to do in a situation, pray and read your Bible. That's what the Bible says. Pray. Just pray about everything. I believe that you can know his will through the scripture. And the more you are in the word and studying it, the more you can understand what God would have you do in each situation. And that studying the word is something we are to do forever and not just until we think we know. I don't think we'll ever know all the things. Hebrews 1, 1 through 3 says, God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers and the prophets in many portions and in many ways, in these last days has spoken to us in his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world, and he is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature, and upholds all things by the word of his power. When he had made purification of sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. I believe that God is eternal from everlasting to everlasting. He has always been and always will be. I believe that he is fully sovereign and he can override any choices we can make if he wills to. I believe that he doesn't need us to do anything, but that he uses us to accomplish his will. I believe that the gifts are for today, and every one of them is God chooses to give. I believe that God can do anything and through anyone, and that as believers, we each have a gift to help edify the body. I do, however, don't believe that the gifts are shown in the same way that a lot of people show them these days. 1 Corinthians 12, 4-7 says, Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are varieties of ministries and the same Lord. There are varieties of effects, but the same God, who works all things in all persons, but to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So that means that every spiritual gift is to help edify the body. I believe that Jesus being part of the triune Godhead was not created, that he always has been and always will be, that all things were made through him and for him. John 1, 1 through 3 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and apart from him nothing came into being that has come into being. I believe that all scripture of the Holy Bible was breathed out by God, inspired to be written by the Holy Spirit, and contained all truth needed for faith and life and Christian living. I believe that is one way to help grow our faith 
And it isn't just for beginner Christians, but it's a huge part of the Christian walk. If you want to feel close to God, read your Bible. Not just the places you like or what makes you feel good. Don't cherry pick it. Don't read a couple of verses here and there because you like them. Read the whole thing in context. And God will use it to show you parts of yourself that need to be changed. Or how to grow in loving Him and others. And even yourself better. I don't believe there are any contradictions in the Bible. And that it is not fallible. 2 Timothy 3, 14-17 says, You, however, continue in the things you have learned and become convinced of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the sacred writings, which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God, and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. I believe that we can learn anything we need to know about discerning right from wrong, good from bad, pure from impure, all the things through the Bible. I believe that God is not a God of chaos and that there is order and structure to him, his ways and his manifestations and the ways that he wants us to live and react and just to be. I believe that we can see this pretty clearly, what the manifestation of the Holy Spirit would look like through seeing how he worked among his people in the Bible, and through the fruit of the Spirit laid out before us. Galatians 5, 22-23 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against these things there is no, no law. I believe we can see what other manifestations would look like also, and by other, I mean not of God. Galatians 5, 19-21 says, Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these, of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. I believe that God put himself into a box, or at least put us into a box, when he had the Bible written, not that he can't do anything that looks different, but he, that he gave it to us so that we can know and understand him and be able to discern between the things that are of him and what is not. I believe that the fruit we are to look at when we're looking at people is not necessarily what they do, but what they say about God and the Bible, and do they accurately speak about him, or do they change it to fit their own whim? I'm sure we do need to look at people and see, you know, what the fruit of their li life looks like to a point, but I think the real in-depth looking at fruit is, who do they say Jesus is? What do they say about the Bible? What do they say about God? How are they saved? That's the fruit of if they have the Holy Spirit or not. I believe that the Bible is not there to put ourselves into, that we are to read it and get from it the wonderful truths and understandings, the way that it was written, and that each character isn't made to be us. 
I believe that you must read it in context to know and understand it, and that the meaning of the verse should be kept to what they are written for and not changed to suit our wants. There's plenty of truths that we can get from the Bible without making ourselves into being the characters in it. It's not written about us for the majority of it. It's written to be all about Jesus. It should always point to him and not to us. It shouldn't be this story about somebody's life all the time. It should be what does the Bible say and how do we rightly divide this word to know what it means or understand the context behind what it's saying. Proverbs 9.10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. I believe that God is not a God of chaos, that He has structure and order, and that He calls us to be in control of ourselves. He gives us rules, and though the rules do not save us, they're there for a reason and for our benefit and His glory. They are meant to honor Him and show Him to the world, and they're meant to help keep us safe and keep us in line and in step with what He wants. 1 Corinthians 14.33 says, For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. I believe that health, wellness, and prosperity are guaranteed in eternity, but not on earth. I believe that it isn't always God's will to heal, and that we are actually guaranteed persecution. We are to be content with whatever we have. We aren't always supposed to be wanting more. I believe that we cannot demand of God, that decreeing and declaring is wrong, and it's actually narcissistic. It also generally goes hand in hand with the little God doctrine that says we are as God. I mean, how else is it when you put yourself in a position to try and demand of God? I am not a cessationist, though some would classify me as such, and I've been called that many times. I call myself a cautious continuationist, and I do that for a reason. I believe that in the Bible, the gifts that are the most sought after these days, are they're rare. They're rare in the Bible, so why would I expect them to be different now? We have whole groups of people saying that all are to heal, and all are to prophesy, and to speak in tongues, that that's a mark of a true Christian, but that isn't our example in the Bible. There were believers in the Bible bringing their sick to the apostles to heal them. These are real believers, meaning they didn't have the gift of healing. It says that not everyone's going to have the same gifts, and that they are all given to help the body. The apostles didn't even heal every sick person that was brought to them. It's shown over and over again through the New Testament. So why would we expect to be able to heal all the people all the time? Or expect everybody to have the same gifts? God made us unique for a reason. He gets to choose where our gifts come from and what they are. We don't get to say what that is. I believe that my free will is only as much as God allows that he is completely sovereign and I cannot change his mind and make him do what I want. I can't hinder him or thwart his plans. He doesn't need me to accomplish his will, but he will use me as he deems fit. He doesn't need me at all. That's not what I was created for. This isn't an exhaustive list, nor is this all the verses that pertain to what I'm talking about. 
I hope that as, I, as you listen, if you continue to do so, that you can hear me from the lens of what the Bible says and not be needlessly hurt or offended when I speak of things in a harsh manner or say things that you don't necessarily agree on. We don't have to agree on everything. We just need to agree on the essentials. Who is Jesus? Is the Bible erred? Did he die for your sins? You know, there's things that are non-negotiable. And then there's other things that it doesn't matter if you agree with me or not, or I agree with you or not. That's not our saving issue. I believe unless people know God as he presented himself and accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, that we are all doomed to hell apart from Christ. I believe that there are many false anointed ones out there and false teachers and prophets and apostles, and that to follow them or is to chase after other gods. I believe that to listen to music from places that teach falsely about God is to help them in their speaking falsely. It helps fund them and it helps lead others astray, and it's extremely spiritually dangerous. I mean, I wouldn't go and li- and bring in uh, Mormon hymns and say I'm worshiping God with them. That's not how it works. I think that there's certain places like Bethel and Hillsong and Elevation Worship that are just as bad as bringing in Mormon music. I believe that if I believe something and the Bible says different, then I need to change my understanding because I'm wrong and the Bible is right. I also believe that every experience is to be held to the standard of the Bible in order to see if it's from God or not. That goes with spiritual experiences as well as experiences with visions and dreams or listening to prophets. There are rules to follow and they are there for a reason. God gave us the Bible as our plumb line, our guidebook, to train us and to teach us. That doesn't mean that any spiritual experience I am invalidating if it doesn't line up with scripture. There are many spiritual experiences that don't line up with scripture, and they're not of God. God is not the only spiritual being out there that is giving experiences, but we need to hold everything up to what the Bible says. I don't believe that the role of apostle as it was in the Bible, is one for today. I believe that they were for a reason, and that reason was accomplished. Though there are people who still do God's work and can technically use that title, it isn't the same position. Just as prophets of today are held to standards, and unless they live up to those standards, then they shouldn't be listened to. They should be marked and avoided because they are taking God's name in vain, by saying, Thus says the Lord, when he has not said. I know that I'll sound harsh when I speak, and I will try my best to explain definitions and such, so that you can see where I'm coming from. Please know that my heart aches for these people. There are so many lost souls out there, and while I understand so many don't agree with how I speak and address these issues, I know that you reach people the way that you were reached. I wish I would have had people speaking truth to me in this way when I was fumbling around in the dark. The people that helped me the most are people that spoke hard truth, and I was confronted with a lot of things that I believed wrongly about. They said it outright and straightforward. This isn't a soft topic. 
This is our eternal souls. This isn't talking about the book we read the other day. This is talking about the Holy God, our Creator. It's serious, and I hope that you see that's how I treat it. If there are any issues that you would like to discuss with me, please feel free to email me. I have an email address. It's takemetoeternity at yahoo.com, or you can private message me on my Take Me To Eternity Facebook page. I don't believe I know all the things, and I am in a forever process to learn God's truth and understand it better. I want to weed through the wrong worldly ideas that I have and replace them with God's unchanging truth. I love you guys. I really hope that you guys continue listening and that this is edifying for you. Dear Heavenly Father, please help everyone out there today to learn what it is that you want them to hear. Help me to speak your truth boldly and for the people to hear the love in what I have to say. Help everyone want to get deeper and dig into the word and know you better, to seek you above all else. In Jesus' precious name, amen.